all profit is value extraction. And that means that all profit is theft from you. Corporate America is on welfare, and they you've got to get them off welfare. everybody welcome to cars and comrades the comradiest car podcast that we can manage <laughs> where we discuss car stuff and also Karl Marx uh all right <laughs> and you know Bakunin or whoever, whoever you fancy I didn't plan this ahead clearly uh all right today we have me Brandon our, my friends Zach Connor and Bryant and our special guest Chris from Denver DSA hello uh Got a bunch of he hims with uh, Chris being a, a, a they, and you want to say hey, Chris? Yeah, hi everybody. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I am Chris, and I do use they them. I live here in Denver. All right, we're happy to have you. Um, oh yeah, well, we got to start doing social media stuff because we are fucking irresponsible. So everybody, check us out on <laughs> social media. I don't know what those are because I forget. Connor, fill me in. Uh, we got Instagram and Twitter, and you can find us on old Reddit. Uh, pretty sure we're not on new Reddit because um, there is a difference. I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, we're on Facebook. No, I checked. It's good. It's good. Okay. Yeah. Are we just cars and comrades on everything? Yeah, we're cars and comrades on everything, including our email, no, which no is cars and comrades. Yeah, you. If you just search, it will come up. Um, we actually have a backup Instagram account now too, uh, so you can follow that. But that's just in case yeah. I get a little too spicy and get banned. So, you know, search us there, and our email is carsandcomrades uh, at gmail dot com. So very simple. And I don't think we've gotten any emails that haven't been spam or or bills for hosting. So uh, send us an email, if, even if it's just to say hello. Um, it's it's kind of lonely over there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and if you know if you have any criticisms of the show, drop us a line so we can tell you to go fuck yourself. We're just yeah. having a good time here. <laughs> we don't really care about your opinion. <laughs> um, well, uh, I I invited uh, Chris on here. Um, I thought it would be uh, good to have them talk about some of their uh, car experiences and also just uh, experiences with the Denver DSA. Uh, Chris has been part of the various leadership roles, wearing a few different hats uh, and, uh, you know, involved with different aspects of, of the org and the national. Um, and uh, and uh, a fellow connoisseur of, of Mazdas of all varieties. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, we're going to. We'll we'll be talking in this episode about you know getting caught up on our projects and everything, and then we'll we got a few different news stories to share with y'all. Um, yeah, Chris, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and and maybe you know why we should uh, um, be involved. Why why our listeners should be involved with the DSA? Absolutely. Um, so DSA is Democrat uh, Democratic Socialists of America. Um, it's a uh, uh, it's a member funded organization uh, working towards uh, establishing uh, 
says establishing some conditions for socialism. Uh, I think mainly focused on uh, reform type work, uh, transformative reforms like uh, uh, Medicare for all, uh, the Green New Deal, um, and the like labor reforms currently uh, with the PRO Act. Um, Denver DSA formed in late 2016, uh, not long after uh, Trump was elected, um, devolved from uh, from what was a statewide DSA organization, uh, which uh, was a little uh, unusual because it was kind of a, a statewide defunct organization. Um, but at the same time, uh, Boulder and Denver both uh, formed new chapters. Uh, I think we chartered as a chapter in May 2017, uh, had our first leadership elections uh, uh, in June of that year. Um, and I, I was the chapter secretary for, uh, for a couple of years, uh, now mostly focused on work with the National Medicare for All campaign. Uh, and to me, that's, that's the reason uh, for DSA to, to exist. I am uh, I'm very much a socialist. I'm all about establishing actual socialism, but uh, I am uh, personally very invested in the Medicare for All fight. And um, I think it's, uh, I think it's the single biggest thing that uh, that can um, happen for working people in this country. Uh, and I think DSA has not only the right line on it, but also has um, the, the kind of people and the kind of organizing structure that will allow us to uh, to move towards and, and to win Medicare for all in, in hopefully, God willing, the near future. Yep. Let me ask a question about DSA as a, a, to address a rumor I've heard that I don't know if it's true. Do y'all forbid Marxist Leninists? Um, so the uh, the bylaws do say that someone who's under the influence, I believe it's under the influence of a democratic centralist organization. So if Marxist Leninists were trying to make DSA a Marxist Leninist org, that is not um, allowed. But um, anybody who, who who is a Marxist Leninist um, is is perfectly welcome. Okay, good because I've been meaning to to get in touch with with my local DSA, but Marxist Leninist over here. And where where's that? Uh, I'm in Western Pennsylvania, around Pittsburgh. Oh, right on, right on. Yeah, and and I think um, to that point, like DSA is is in general a big tent organization. You know, there's everyone from, you know, progressive liberals to, you know, uh, Marxist, Leninist, Maoists, anarchists, whatever, you know, uh, it's a multi-tenancy organization. And I think I've heard other people from other orgs complaining online and on Twitter about whatever, about their local org. But I think, you know, at least my experience, uh, with Denver DSA has been largely positive. It's, um, doing a lot of good work uh, locally in the community with local politics, um, electing, you know, um, city council members and um, working on, like I, I worked on a, uh, a campaign for, um, uh, what was it? School board, um, you know, stuff like that. And um, trying to get, well, and succeeding in getting uh, legislation like uh, w what recently passed in um, Boulder to, um, provide representation to provide lawyers for people facing eviction. Um, right. So right, the, uh, uh, the no eviction without representation campaign. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, uh, we haven't achieved the revolution yet, but we've been uh, doing some good work, I think. I don't know what role Absolutely. the DSA locally has played in this, but we have a socialist uh, judge that has reduced evictions in the county by 40%, I believe, in the last uh, couple of years that he's been in office. Yeah. Yo, he's up for re-election soon. So if you are local to Pittsburgh, vote for Mick Pappas. He's doing good things. Oh yeah. Cool. And um I Chris, I I think last time we talked in person or maybe, you know, a few times ago, uh you had talked about your um your Miata that you used to have and uh I think you had another Mazda as well. Oh um, yeah. I'm a I'm a kind of a huge Mazda guy. I used to uh be a, a car generalist, but mostly I only keep up on Mazda news lately. Uh I did have a couple or three, I guess, Miatas, um, now zero, and uh, uh, just driving a Mazda 6, which I absolutely love. Um, it's the fun, most fun, uh, real, like, car I've had. I've only, so uh, wait, I guess Chris, other than that, I've really only had uh, Miatas. So you're a, you're a big uh, Mazda fan, but you haven't, uh, haven't waded into a rotary yet? No, never driven a rotary, rotary but um, was kind of excited uh, to see that they're bringing um, the MX-30 uh, here stateside um, this year. Uh, that's going to be electric only to start with, but then sometime next year, question mark, uh, range extending rotary generator in it. So that's pretty I, cool. I did. Now, Chris, did, I did you see get that. rid of your Miatas because you realized that they weren't sports cars? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh no um uh i uh my last one uh i i sold to uh to pay for a surgery um and that's one of that's a part of my medicare for all story um but yeah sold it uh to help cover surgery costs uh the one before that i had uh i had an accident and that was totally total we, we have a running joke about whether or not the the miata is a sports car so if you what are what are the sides? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's clearly a sports car. Um, oh, clearly. All it lacks is power. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you don't really need that much power. I mean, I had fun uh, in my Geo Metro, which is to be clear, not a sports car. But um, it's all about momentum. If you just never you know, use the brakes, it's pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any, anything will go fast if you push it off a cliff. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's a sports car. It's not a muscle car, you know. That's right. the, the distinction, I guess. The Geo Metro. I don't think it's it's either of those things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yeah. kind of funny. Like, as as like small as, as as it is, my Miata never got above like maybe twenty five or thirty miles per gallon. So it's not. I really thought you were going to say twenty five or thirty miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it definitely went faster than that, but. <laughs> Yeah, they're not not super efficient. Um, I guess the newer ones uh, are are barely competitive, like mid thirties or something. But right, yeah, you know, the old one surprisingly. Um, I did a lot of highway driving. I had a nineteen ninety Miata. Uh, did a ton of highway driving when I worked for IBM in Arizona, uh, and topped out at like thirty. Okay, with yeah. all due respect, what... you guys complaining that twenty five or thirty is not great fuel economy. Go fuck yourselves. For a car that weighs nothing, though, and has no engine. But I get 12. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so, but for reference, my 350Z 
probably before it was, you know, modified as much as it is. But generally, you know, when I first had it, it could do 32 ish on the highway pretty consistently. And it weighs, I think, mm-hmm. more than a thousand pounds more and makes like triple the horsepower. Like, <laughs> like it's way different. You got to wonder where so, the fuel's going. Well, that's so that's that's actually a real thing. There is a common misconception, and I don't know if we've discussed it really, but more power can be more efficient up to a point. Like if your engine's yeah. underpowered, it has to work harder and it kills fuel economy. Um, I think GM was having an issue with one of their trucks a couple of years ago because I think it had a it was a four cylinder or V six or V eight options, and the four cylinder got like the worst fuel economy. Because it just was not big enough to lug around the like monstrous, probably eight thousand pound truck. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the highest part of your rev range all the time just to keep the car car moving, it's it's not going to be efficient. It's just going to mm-hmm. burn fuel mm-hmm. constantly. Like, but you know, the Miata, on the other hand, just doesn't need to be efficient because it's a sports car and it's tuned <laughs> for power, not efficiency. <laughs> 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 Yeah, if that's tuned for power, I got some questions. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, I, I, I partially bring that up because I've been doing some research, and if I play my cards right, I'm going to turn my Cutlass into my most fuel-efficient vehicle, which would, in if my math works out, I might get it up to 22 to 23 miles to a gallon, but that's out of a 455 big block. That is insane to wow. me. I have a 2011 Subaru WRX that gets similar gas mileage out of a 2.5 liter. Well, I hear really common stories. Those boxers mm-hmm. are terrible on fuel fuel economy. <laughs> dog they're shit. So, I mean, absolute so dog shit. There's, I don't understand. I mean, I do understand there is like a huge mechanical disadvantage to making your pistons move against gravity that way. Like no part of the stroke is assisted with coming back down, it's always on a lateral plane. I never thought about that. I think I think it's mostly to do with the manifold design on the the um, boxers because, like, especially with the turbo cars, the WRX, you've got on the driver's side bank of cylinders. I guess you'd call it that. That exhaust goes about a foot and a half or two feet longer than the um, passenger side bank. It so, does, yeah. So, like, and so then you're the... you always go twin turbo to balance it out. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I mean, I'm not sure if there many people have done twin turbo WRXs. I'm sure someone has, but... Uh, um, I don't know much about Subarus, and, so I don't know. Yeah, and then the intake, too, is... Um, is uh, kind of an odd design uh, because it has to start in the middle and then go towards each side. So uh, I'm sure there would be uh, a more efficient way to do that. Um, you know, maybe Porsche has figured that out, but uh, yeah, not the, not the most efficient motor in general. Mm-hmm. And then also the head design because it, you know, the heads go right up against the firewall or the um, frame rails. I mean, uh, it has to be pretty compact and you can't, it's, like the newer ones, they've got like variable valve timing. I think uh, Zach's has uh, at least variable cam phasing, but uh, you know they've kind of fit all that in that small space, and it can be a little bit, a little bit iffy, especially like with the oil passages and stuff and the coolant and everything, which is uh, you know kind of where those engines fail, I believe. 
but well i'm yeah. i'm just hoping to get a 22 mile per gallon big block no that'd be an accomplishment for sure well from the factory some of them got 18 and that was without overdrive so it's, yeah. it's entirely possible if i if i gear the rear end right and put in an overdrive transmission yeah totally um i guess um i guess we should get caught up on our our project cars um Brandon, what have you been working on this week? Oh, everything has become a project now. <laughs> um, Cutlass still isn't running. I haven't even really fucked with it. Um, my 69 Chevy van, is, I, I, I don't know how to hammer sheet metal, so I'm just doing a lot of welding on it. I'm having to replace the entire window frame right now. Um, so I've been like slowly chipping away at that. Uh, I can't remember... I think I already talked about the last time I got to work on my race van. Um, so that has made no progress because it's 300, 400 miles away. But I'm going to take a vacation to work on that next month and hopefully get it rolling and maybe a motor mocked up in it. Um, and you have to go visit your car? I, I, I have a buddy who lives 400 miles away, and he found the perfect platform for a thing that I had talked about building half as a joke. <laughs> which is like a pro street early Chevy, like flat front van. And oh then God. he found somebody that had already started a back half job to turn the, this early Chevy van into a pro street van. And it was $400 with a title. Um, oh, wow. So I was, you know, physically compelled to buy it. So it's, it's been at his house on his farm um, because it didn't have a rear end or anything in it. The whole back frame section wasn't finished. So, um, we're trying to get it well enough that I can roll it onto a trailer conveniently and get it back out to me, which hopefully happens next month. We're going to finish the four link kit, finish the frame and try and get the, all the suspension mounted in it. Oh, how fun. Um, this week it's just been me fighting with my daily driver. Uh, I've replaced one brake line and both rear wheel cylinders um, because every time one thing gets fixed, so as best as I can figure is, uh, once I replace one thing, it makes it so that I can actually generate pressure in the lines, which immediately <laughs> blows something else out. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how that goes. With brake systems, I'm like, I'm like, oh, you replace one part of a brake system, huh? Well, what, what, what broke next? <laughs> I, oh my God, Wednesday I had to call out of work. Because I got my, I was at my house and I got my entire rear driver's side wheel apart. And the last bolt for the wheel cylinder rounded off. And, oh. and no amount of vice grips or pipe wrench or anything could both reach the bolt and get enough leverage on it to, to actually spin it. So I had to put the whole thing back together, rebleed no. my whole brake system, drive it to my shop so that I could weld a nut onto the back of the bolt and then get the bolt out. What a hassle. So, yeah, what should have taken me like an hour and a half took me six hours. <laughs> and I was so happy because it was the first time my brakes had actually felt firm in months. And that only happened because I, like, I got up that morning to go to work. I knew that I had had a problem with my brake system, but I was going to try. I had worked on it the night before. That was when I had replaced a line. And I was like, okay, this should at least get me to work tomorrow so that I can finish the rest of it after work. 
and I go out and the pedal just goes all the way to the floor. And I'm like, well, fuck me. I also woke up that morning and the gas had been turned off in my house because I'm very irresponsible and forget to pay my bills. Oops. <laughs> so I had no heat, no hot water and no brakes. And it was just a really sad morning. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, I imagine that my irresponsibility that. is really good for my storytelling, but it really sucks to live in. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I got all that sorted out that day. And then two days later, I go back out to my van and the brakes go right to the floor again. Oof. And it was so discouraging. Uh, but I was feeling motivated. So I pulled the wheel off and saw all of the fluid just pissing out of the wheel cylinder. Um, and so I did that. And man, I tell you what. It went from like my fir- my brakes being completely firm and fine back to really soft and leaking fluid everywhere just from sitting. I must that that cylinder was ruined. The both seals, the seal on one side was completely off, and the other one had been torn in half. I have no idea Jeez. what happened to that poor fucking thing in two days. <laughs> yeah, but but somebody like take it and race it without you noticing, dude. <laughs> my daily it's not a good racer it's barely a good daily uh i don't know man i just keep driving i'm on overtime at work so i'm just like at my wits in and just struggling too tired happens it's just it's really discouraging but as of uh uh three hours ago my brakes seem to be working fine again okay Uh, all right fingers crossed yeah, I've I've replaced almost every linkage except for one, or every line except for one in my entire rear brake system over the course of the winter. Damn. Not just feeling it out either, because each one of them keeps breaking. Yeah, that's tough. Whatever. I, I, to do the whole thing has probably cost me like $100. <laughs> yeah. I guess that is the, the good part of old Chevys is yeah. pretty easy to find parts for. Super easy. <laughs> Okay, that's me. Who's next? Uh, well, if we're going alphabetical, um, I uh, I haven't been working on my cars at all. I I need to uh, talk to my mechanic friend to see about fixing my uh, my MR2 because I I think I told you all the alignment's been off. Like I took it to this one place in the in the neighborhood to get the alignment, and I think. They didn't really know what they were doing. The guy that I talked to seemed like he was stoned. Uh, <laughs> and um, so I, I think I trust my friend with like string and rulers and stuff rather than these yahoos. Um, so I'm going to talk to him and see if that's something he can do. But uh, as I've also been I was working on my moped a little bit last night and this morning before we started recording. And uh, I didn't accomplish it very much. I put the car back on and put the the cable uh, on there for the carb and hooked it up to the throttle and all that. And I, I briefly tried to start it earlier today and uh, got nothing. So I'm going to have to take a look at the ignition and see what's up with that if it's getting spark. Uh, so maybe I'll have it running and, and I can take it for a ride tonight. But uh, I also don't have any headlights or taillights hooked up on it right now. So... Uh, We'll see if I get this? that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I could just put a headlamp on my head and, I don't know, one of those little bicycle uh, blinky lights on the back and call it good, but I don't know. You should definitely we'll try to work on projects with a blinky light. 
Yeah. <laughs> Auto repair disco. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I mean, for the tail light, you know, like one of those little red blinky tail lights you put on a bicycle to to let people know, hey, here I am. Yeah, it's like working on your car at a rave. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, that reminds me. I had a uh, I had a mini bike once. Uh, when I was in college, I want a mini bike. They're pretty fun. Like I bought it from a friend who he had had it as a project and, you know, it was sitting like taken apart in his garage or whatever. And I'm like, Hey, I'll buy that from you. And, uh, I got it running and I actually commuted with it a couple of times. Uh, cause my moped was not running. Um, that was when I just had my moped and my bicycle and my bus pass for transportation. And, uh, so yeah, I mean the the mini bike is a decent commuter vehicle, except um, when I had it, the the carb wasn't always working, so I had to leave the choke on half the time. The brake was just the the um, you know piece of metal that rubs on the back tire. Uh, zero suspension, and of course no lights. So I I did I put bicycle you know battery powered lights on it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it got me around a couple times when I was, uh, needed a vehicle. So, um, yeah, that's, that's all I've been working on. Wasn't um, there a Honda, um, micro car that came with a mini bike? Yes. The, um, was I that? think it was called the Honda city turbo. That's right. Uh, it was, it was not a, Adorable. it was not a K car. It was one step up from a K car. So it had like, I think it was like a thousand CC motor. Um, I forget if it was a three or a four cylinder, but with a little turbo and then the, the scooter that it came with, it was like a dealer option. You could get, um, I think it was called a moto compo. Uh, Hmm. so like motor compact, I think is what it stands for. And so it was like, it was basically a little two stroke 50 CC moped or scooter, um, that would fold up like the handlebars and the seat. And all the controls and everything would fold up, and then you could put it in the in the trunk of the Honda City car. Um, and the idea was that you can, you know, drive to a congested city, and then if there's traffic, you can park and just get out your little scooter and and scoot around town with that. Um, and well, that uh, sounds kind of convenient. I don't know how popular. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how well it worked or if it was a popular option but you know um i i don't know if you all have heard of that radwood car show but like it's it's popular among that crowd of uh you know folks because it's a little quirky jdm thing from the 80s and or or early 90s i forget kind of sounds like what my dad used to do uh he had a um a small cessna plane and he also had a honda ct90 um Oh, cool. 1968 or something, a uh, trail bike. And so he, uh, it was sort of collapsible uh, in that you could take it apart uh, uh, yeah. on the, like the front frame. Uh, and so he would fold it up into the plane and then uh, use it wherever, uh, wherever they were landing, which is kind of a fun idea. Yeah, that, that is It'd cool. Be. I, I, I see a lot of folks will, will do that. Like with RVs, they'll put a little motorcycle or moped or whatever on the back of their RV. Or just pile like a mountain of mopeds on top of the RV. Yes. 
Um, well, Chris, I, I think you'd said you, you're not working on any project cars, but uh, what have you been working on with the, the DSA lately? I think you said uh, Medicare for all mostly. Yeah, um, primarily the Medicare for all campaign, uh, some things with the with the local, uh, but mostly uh, the national. Um, as you know, uh, I've been able to uh, COVID's been kind of crappy. Uh, it's been, you know, harder to get engaged, which uh, seems uh, weird, uh, given how ubiquitous Zoom is. But um, we were talking about this earlier, just harder to get engaged. That said, though, um, with the with the campaign, um, we're keeping up the pressure on uh, uh, legislators for, for Medicare for all at the, uh, at the national level. Um, a lot of our focus though is on state level programs, like uh, what's going on in New York uh, and California with the New York health act. And um, I think it's healthy California, whatever their legislation is called um, along with uh, supporting health justice work uh, with, with DSA chapters across the country. Um, yeah, is there is there some public option thing going around in Colorado? Because I got some some mailer saying don't support this public option oh, thing. It's, it's a bad. disgusting mailer. Uh, I was looking at the same one I think uh, earlier today. It's the one that says that during this critical time, Coloradans can't afford to pay more to create a new state government controlled health insurance system. Uh, and it's infuriating because it comes from uh, Colorado's healthcare future, which is um, uh, just a uh, a state level um, entity for the partnership for America's healthcare future, which is, um, as you may have guessed, uh, it's a bunch of for-profit hospital networks that uh, don't want uh, universal uh, or single payer healthcare because their profits will uh, be undermined by that. Wait, wait um, are you but, trying to say that corporations don't have my best interest at heart? They don't, <laughs> um, astonishingly. Uh, but on this mailer, um, it, it's really insidious because uh, they're like, oh, you know, uh, state government uh, option is going to cause hospitals to close. And, and you know, the, the hospitals that are at higher risk for closure serving a black, Latinx, Native American residents, fucking HCA doesn't give a shit about them. Um, I work with HCA uh, uh, professionally, um, and um, this is not just HCA. Everybody in for-profit healthcare does this, but talking about payer mix, uh, just like, well, you've got to go where the, the payer mix is good, which literally just means no poor, no poor people. It means people, uh, if you're p people who are self-paying, um, they're wealthy, uh, or they have, uh, employer insurance and not, um, government insurance. Uh, it's because those pay more to, uh, to the providers, to the hospitals. Um, and the hospitals of course, uh, feed this by cranking up their profits. They charge four, five times as much as it costs them to provide care. Uh, and then they say that we can't afford to pay more they're the one fucking causing prices to go up. Sorry, is, yeah. this, is this a swearing podcast? Oh, oh yeah. yes, definitely. <laughs> Zach, Zach beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't let it go to waste. If we couldn't curse on the podcast, I would quit. I, I can't do that. Yeah, I, I can't even... I don't even know when I'm cursing yeah. most of the time. I'm just... I got a potty mouth just talking about it. And <laughs> I'm scared when I'm around kids because I'm just like, oof. I don't ever police my language, so I have no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've gotten beef uh, or I've gotten shit from my family for uh, cursing in front of grandma. I, I didn't really know <laughs> that I was doing that, but sorry, grandma, if you're listening. When I closed down <laughs> my business and actually had to find another job, 
uh, there was a lot of discussion with my friends on how I was going to possibly get through a job interview without just completely alienating the person interviewing me. And it turns <laughs> out the secret is to get a blue collar job where the person interviewing you is also doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. All you got to do is deal with a whole shit ton of reactionaries and then it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I can say that's, that's good times. Good times. Um, well, uh, if we're going alphabetical, uh, Connor, what have you been working on lately? Um, not too much. Um, cars, both cars still in the shop. Um, cause you know, neither of them are really high priority which is fine. You know, I have that kind of relationship with the, uh, with the shop I'm going to and I'm working from home. So, uh, things aren't too serious. Um, although, you know, recently we did at work get like the date we're supposed to be back in the office and that's June 1st. Um, so at the time I was like, well, you know, whatever I let my boss know, like, Hey, you know, my car's like totally completely, um taken apart at the shop and it's been there since early february i'm like i may need an extra couple weeks or a month or something just you know as a heads up i might not have reliable transportation yet um and i'm i'm figuring hey i've been working from home for a month what's the fucking difference you can wait another month right um just this week my boss kind of got back to me and he's like he's he's telling me he goes hey uh gotta gotta tell you man uh management seems to be chomping at the bit to get back in the office so he's like i'm pretty sure their answer is gonna be uh you know get to work take an uber do what you gotta do but get to work and i was like fuck um so that yeah. was not great news um there's a chance that my car to another state. <laughs> yes at least i didn't do that um yet but uh yeah, so we're going to have to go back in the office. Now, I have options. I can drive my Camaro because presumably that'll have passed the emissions test. Or even if it doesn't, I'll drive it with, you know, expired plates on it, whatever. Um, I can get to work, although I was trying to, like, not tell them that I had other options. You know, I was kind of just withholding that. Um, so it seems like I'm going to have to find a way to, you know, get get um, there somehow. As a last so that's one potential option that you have is just... Uh, to let your boss know that he can go fuck himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, so here's so here's kind of the thing. Um, the company I work for sold they all go fuck to, themselves. No, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> they so they whatever they're you know quote unquote family owned or whatever sort of. Uh, it's mostly just nepotism and you know capitalists being shitty capitalists, but like they were tolerable. <laughs> it's a weird way um, to pronounce petty tyrant. Yes, <laughs> like Walmart's well, family owned, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like they're a bunch of rich fucks, whatever. Um, but they were easy enough to deal with, and they weren't too like whatever. Um, they sold to this conglomerate who has a history of like turning these companies into just hell holes. And I'm like, so I'm I'm back on the job market. I'm like looking for the door because uh, it's probably going to get bad. But it's apparently this company that purchased our company that is, like, trying to get people back in the office. Like, they've had their people back in since September. They did not give a fuck about coronavirus. Um, Yeah, they didn't give two fucks. Um, And they're now, like, trying to get us back in the office. And that's why my boss was like, hey, you know, this company 
they fucking they want people back in the office and they're not really interested in excuses and he's like we've been trying to like kind of hold back on this and he's like it ain't flying with them so you know that sucks i have to go back to the office i'm really not happy about it because i like working in my pajamas and uh not commuting every day like man i you know i and love driving so important about the office is it just the control aspect that they're yes, enthusiastic 100%. yeah 100 yeah. it's you know someone else was saying it's he's just one of those people that like wants to come in and see an office full of people they, he wants to he's that kind of like tyrant that just like wants to know that oh there are people who are under my thumb who drive to this place to generate me money and then they go back home to their miserable lives like that's what he wants Ugh. he wants to know that like we're coerced into this situation where you know his subjects are being forced to bow down and do whatever so that's the kind of person he is so great <laughs> um so yeah there's a good chance my car will be ready before then um i have a, a final like a tuning day set up for like uh late may um where i'm gonna have my bass tune put on and this is for the um, z right yeah it's for the z so there's a good chance my car will be done i did tell uh, my engine guy like hey you know I'm getting some pressure to get back in the office, so I may need to speed this up. So there's a chance I'll make it, but uh, there's a chance I won't. And uh, whatever, I'll find, I'll drive the Camaro, I'll drive my partner's car, because um, she's going to be working from home for a little bit longer. Um, so I have options, but I'm not happy about any of them. I, I really liked not commuting to work, because, you know, fucking it's like, commuting. hey, there's an extra like two hours to my fucking day that I'm not giving to some capitalist for free. Fucking love it. But, you know, that's life. We all, capitalism sucks, obviously. So it's back to uh, back to that bullshit. Um, I don't know. know other news... I like that capitalism provides me the freedom to pick any health care option <laughs> that my boss provides me. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is wonderfully empowering. Yeah. Which I feel makes me feel more being empowered. able to pick from one choice. <laughs> Yeah, by the way, the company I work for has always had dog shit insurance options where you're, I'm just like, this is so fuck, so much fucking money. And I'm like, this isn't even a fucking benefit until you see what it costs without them. And then you're like, right. hey, okay, yeah, this is a benefit, I guess. Fuck. Um, but the company that bought us, which is enormous, has like, I, I can't remember. I, I At the plans I was looking at, I was like, oh my God, they're actually worse or like the same. And I'm like, but you're like, fucking 10 times the size how how the fuck could you have worse so yeah um you know the choices of capitalists seem to affect my personal life a lot more than uh uh you know turning point usa would would like to like me to believe Yo, that ceo so needed a bonus and the money had to come from somewhere that's oof, ain't that the truth um so aside from all that um which is just mm -hmm. me griping about having to go back to the office um I finally found some headlights uh, for the Z because, uh, you know, my driver's side headlight has been completely shattered for, I don't know, a few months, a year. I, I don't remember anymore. But um, I found some good headlights that aren't like cheesy Amazon headlights, which is like what I've been trying to avoid. Um, and it's for some reason, I just was having a hard time finding good headlights. So I finally found some at a decent price and I'm um, going to pull the trigger on that and you know, I'll have, uh, I'll have those going 
too. So, you know, that's all I've got, really. But, yeah, I was happy to find that. Cool. I guess that makes it my turn. Um, that's what you get for starting with a Z, Zach. I know. I really, <laughs> fucked yourself. I, I really fucked up when I chose this name. Yeah. I'm going to change it to Aaron with like three A's at the beginning. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm in front of everyone. We don't have any other Aaron's. Two. You can go with one or two A's if you want. No, I'm I'm extending it to all aspects of my life. I'm going to be front of the line for everything. My name is Aaron Aronson. There's three A's in both. You know yes, what really sucks like for you, that. Zach? What's uh, that? Brandon starts with four A's, but they're all silent. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. And instead I of an R, there's it. a dollar sign. <laughs> Pronounced as an R, though. Yes. Interesting. My life, my rules. Fair enough. All of the H's in Brandon are silent. <laughs> All of the H's in Brandon. I'd, I'd like to see how this is spelled. It's, I'm having trouble visualizing this. The B is the 12th letter of the, the name. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first B. <laughs> no matter how ridiculous you make this name, it's not going to be as ridiculous as Elon Musk's stupid kid's name. <laughs> Axolotl or whatever it is. Well, the thing is, though, that got rejected. Like, the court said you can't name a kid that. So he actually has a normal name on paper. Oh, does he? I think so. Oh, that's got to be devastating. The court was like, you, well, because it was, it was a literal impossibility. You can't name a kid something... So that when they turn 16 or 18 and have to go get a state ID, that the DMV is just like, we can't type this in. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, yeah, I like, it, thought it about that. It created actual bureaucratic hurdles that prevented him from being able to do it. Frankly, <laughs> I'm shocked he didn't just petition like the government to change the rule for him and somehow win that petition. Well, the reason I don't feel certain on my position is that that could have happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he would have done is he would have uh, lobbied to have Tesla print the IDs, just to privatize it, like every fucking <laughs> yeah, other yeah. thing. I'm sure they're in talks. Yeah, <laughs> and they would those ID cards would have lithium batteries in them for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. And every time that's you used your ID, it would actually like show up at like Tesla headquarters that you used your ID. Yeah, it would do uh, over the air updates to your yeah. ID. I would go out <laughs> drinking when I didn't even want to because my ID's on autopilot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was good. Thanks. <laughs> oh, Zach, I completely fucked up. Fucked up your your thing. Like, what are you working on this week? <laughs> oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. I'm I'm here and I'm awake. I swear. Uh, I'm currently fucking just waiting on parts for the Audi. Um, I don't know if we went over the most recent update with the uh, mechanical cam adjuster on that one. I think I mentioned it before. Oh, is the, so it's like the cam phaser, like for variable valve timing sort of deal or. Yeah, basically. So it can like actively change your um, degrees of timing. Uh Oh, I thought you would have transmission Uh, issues. I don't know why I thought that. uh, That was like, 10 issues ago, man. Stay up to date. <laughs> well, if you're anything like me, the issues don't go away. They just stack. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I haven't been able to make the car move under its own power in quite a while. So for all I know, there are transmission issues. 
Dude, I feel like I'm only a few days away from being unable to move myself under my own power. So, you know, I get it. Mm. I I feel you there for sure. Um, Yeah, but I uh, just waiting on that for now. It's uh, it's a back ordered part. Ordered it last week. Should be here Wednesday. So hopefully that comes in and I can do some more wrenching on that thing. Hopefully get it out of my hair soon because I bought another car. Yo, is this is Ooh. this the kit car? Oh, yay. This is not the kit car. It is actually way cooler than a kit car because it's a 93 Ford fucking Ranger. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Someone okay. in this podcast bought something practical. I know, <laughs> right? It hurt me a little bit to do, but I got it done. Uh, it's not winning any beauty pageants. Uh, it was $2,800. Uh, but it's relatively low miles, and uh, it's, yeah, it's actually a decent truck. I'm gonna sound the like a huge hypocrite. Cool. I'm gonna sound like a huge hypocrite, uh, seeing as how we had that car pet peeves episode. Yeah, uh, and I talk shit about fake beadlocks and lifted trucks, but it's got a five and a half inch lift, thirty threes, and fake beadlocks. Sick. <laughs> it is okay. Well, you got to do something about the fake beadlocks, but I don't actually hate lifted trucks. I just hate it as like a trend to do to your eighty thousand dollar truck. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah, absurd, it works for a Ranger. It's it's pretty cool on the Ranger. I think it works. Uh, I'm also definitely going to beat the shit out of it on some trails because I'm not letting that lift go to waste. Uh, it's got a bull bar on it right now that's got about two out of six bolts in it. I used to own a little I can't shit on this. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I, I, I need to get some pictures of it. Uh, I just got it into my possession uh, yesterday, so I haven't had a time to to get any good snapshots of it. But I'll put them up in the in the Slack, and maybe we'll throw them up on the Instagram. What I like about this is like when I see like an F three fifty or some Ram whatever, my first thought is, "All right, cool. Your parents have money." Uh, when I see a Ranger or an S10, I'm like, yeah, you actually do stuff with your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yup. Yeah, that was like the way I found this truck was Craigslist, 4x4, pickup, lowest price first. <laughs> and this is the first one that came up that didn't have like a major issue, like a bent valve or a leaking transmission or, you know, something catastrophic. Because I just needed a work truck that I could get this weekend and start to drive Monday, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite things to do is go on Craigslist and put the year range as 1960 to 1975 and the price cap at like six grand. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. look at all one results. No, you might. <laughs> uh, d- dude, I haven't paid more than six grand for a vehicle ever. I... That is shocking to me. It seems like everything pre-1975 is just astronomical prices. My Cutlass is the most expensive thing I own at 4500 bucks. Damn. Well, I only buy shit heaps that need everything, and then I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's cool, I can fix all that for 100 bucks." And then, like, you know, $4,000 later, you're like, it's a mistake. <laughs> see, that's the thing. I see shit heaps for, like, four to five grand, and I'm like, what... What are you doing? It's got rust holes in it and no tires. And they're like, I know what I got. Like, yeah, I know it what you got the- too. <laughs> it's garbage. It depends on the on the market you're in. You guys are in that uh, that Denver market, um, oh. and that's starting to get. 
bit pricier. You know, it's the same in Chicago where it's like you can find a real shit heap for, you know, thousands of dollars. And it's like, you know, but other places it, it's a lot cheaper. So, oh, absolutely. Denver's like going crazy right now. I'm really, really hoping I can turn this kit car around before this bubble eventually pops <laughs> with all like the new tech people coming in. Cause I know one of those dudes is into, you know, Shelby kit cars, Shelby kit cars. And I'm going to just load it off on something like that. So I forgot if we topic. talked about this last time, did you, did you get the kit car? Is it in your possession or was this, uh, um, something that you're planning on doing or what's the plan with that? It's not yet in my possession, but I got an update from the guy I'm buying it from. Uh, so it was his dad's car who lived in um, Nevada. Uh, and he just had it sitting in the warehouse. He passed away last year. And now it's just been like a huge bureaucratic process for my buddy to get possession of his estate, essentially. So he can legally move things off the property and things like that. But uh, he's got legal possession of it now and someone is coming up from Nevada possibly in August and was offering to bring the car up with them when they came. So latest possible date I'll get it is August. Um, if he decides he's not going to come up to Denver, then I'll probably just go down there and get it sometime this summer. Okay. Nice. But yeah, it's, it's a done deal as far as, you know, it's my car handshake deal. It just, uh, it's just a matter of whether or not I can have this guy just bring it up here and then I don't have to make the trip. Yeah. So just waiting to see where that cool. goes. And, and what, yeah. what, uh, what kit car is this, Zach? This is a 1965 Shelby Cobra 427 Cobra Jet. Nice. Ooh, okay. Kit car. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Those are cool. It is very cool. And yeah, uh, the guy's got just loads of stuff in this warehouse, uh, you know, custom Harleys, a trike, a side-by-side. Like, the guy just bought shit and put it in this warehouse, I guess. And so my buddy was like, yeah, man, you know, you just take it off my hands. Uh, I don't need to be messing around with it. So I'm getting pretty sweet deal on it. I'm pretty Blue with pretty white stripes? Did they come in other colors? <laughs> this one's actually <laughs> red right now, and uh, I'm huh. very intentionally Whoa. not going to paint it blue with white stripes. <laughs> yeah, good. I uh, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. I can't bring myself to. And uh, Zach, which which motor does the Ranger have? Uh, it's the four liter V6, actually. Okay, it's the biggest one they had um, for that year model. I don't know a ton about Rangers, to be honest. I just needed a truck, and so I bought it, and now I'm learning. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot either. I just um I when I got when I was looking to turbocharge my Miata, I had a bunch of turbo hardware um that I ended up selling to a guy with a Ranger with a 2.3 liter that mm -hmm. he was going to put the turbo on that. Um so if you had the 2.3, I was going to say you should put a turbo on it, but I think you'll be fine with the the V6. No, I still think I should put a turbo on it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, in that <laughs> case, um, I still have a mega squirt ECU and a big old intercooler if you want to buy that from me. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you, before you go turbo, you should see if a 460 will fit in it. 
<laughs> I mean, I own a Sawzall and a hammer, so there's no way it can't. Also, how cool are you with getting six miles to a gallon downhill? <laughs> Is the trade-off that I have a 460? Yes. Then I'm very, very cool with that. <laughs> well, cool. Um, or or you could just buy my uh, shitty old moped that doesn't run. But uh... You know, that's always on the table. I, yeah. I will never take that off the table. We, we need to do some discussion on some price here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk, we'll I, talk off air. You could definitely tempt me into it. <laughs> it don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. This growing dysfunction is built into an economic structure that institutionalizes barbarism. All right. I don't know who's here, but I'm back. Hey, Zach. I'm still here. Hey, um, Tell me more about this fucking Ranger, because I'm, I'm always like looking for little pickup truck stuff as a potential daily, but then I'm always turned off by the prices. <laughs> like, Yeah, I got, dude, I got such a good deal on this, I think. Like I said, I've had it for a day. It's definitely got some fucking problems. Like, sure. it's not perfect. Uh, I was a dumbass and ran out of gas on the highway uh, yeah. right after I bought it, which <laughs> yeah. sucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I, luckily my roommate was driving me over to pick it up and then I had her run to a gas station and get me like, you know, just a, a gas can so I could fill it up and get to a gas station. And I yeah. go to, I go to fucking fill it up and it just starts pissing fuel all over the shoulder of the highway. Oh no. Oh, no. Just like <laughs> all over the, I was like, fuck dude. Like I bought this truck and there's a hole in the fucking gas tank. I got swindled. Like so hard. And then like, I just realized that the stupid safety tip thing for uh-huh. the gas can wasn't going down far enough. Oh, so dude, just... those are the worst. They're the yeah. worst. It's so, so fucking dumb. It doesn't keep anything safe. It just fucks my life over. No, the, yeah, so the, my, the, literally my only option was just to dump fuel and hope that some of it hit the yep. tank. Oh no. Oh my God. Yeah. That's that change was um, so ridiculous by the EPA anyway, is one of the worst things the they've tank. ever done. Oh, I think yeah. it, 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 oh, it's super laggy. Shit. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, well, but yeah, no, those those safety cans are fucking stupid. But I got it to a gas station, luckily, and got some fuel in it, and it's fine. It just needed the fuel to hit further down in the neck. Yeah. And it was no issue whatsoever. Sweet. <laughs> um, I totally forgot to mention it earlier. This thing has some of the best, like, custom aftermarket features I have ever seen. Dude, the R is gone on one of the Ranger symbols, so it says anger. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's gone and has been replaced with a D, so that side says danger. Oh, danger. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh my god. It's got the fucking post locks in the door, you know, just like the straight post that pops up. Those are yep. bullets. Oh, yeah. I had like, it's got <laughs> a bullet. Oh yeah, oh yeah, bro. It's got um a blue dome light in the truck. So you, you flip on that dome light, you got some nice ambiance <laughs> in there. And it's got green reverse. Wait, lights. what color is the dome light? It's blue. Fucking it's a nice awesome. soft blue. Zach, are, are you backing <laughs> the blue on us? <laughs> oh god, dude! I'm gonna go smash that dome light. Don't even. That makes me sick to my stomach, dude. Think about god. 
I'm changing it to red. So green reverse lights? Yeah, green. And it's the bulbs. <laughs> the dude That's told so me weird. about what? it. I, the dude told me about it. So I go around the back to look. I figured somebody just like sprayed or like filmed over, you know, yeah, just a, the housing. A lens covered thing. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh there are God. green bulbs. <laughs> I was like. I'm buying this truck for sure. <laughs> if this has sold me. If we're being honest, I don't know what color any of my backup lights are because I don't own a single vehicle where that those work. <laughs> I mean, did they have backup lights? Like, when did they that start becoming a thing? Like, I think all to like of, the seventies. Right? I think all of my cars have them. I know the Cutlass really? has them, and they're just not wired up. I'm trying to think about the old, old, old cards that I've had and if they even had reverse lights. Because I don't think the Falcon did. Um, my Cutlass hmm. wasn't legally required to have seatbelts, I don't think. Oh, my Falcon wasn't. I yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting truck. I'll, I'll get pictures of all the cool shit on it. Uh, maybe after we get off the call. And I'll, I'll throw them up so you guys can see the beauty of this machine it sounds fantastic yeah how much lift did you say it has five and a half inches but those are such small trucks that actually doesn't sound unreasonable does it look wild or it doesn't look all that wild sitting by itself but once you put it next to an any like normal car that you're like familiar with the size of it looks absurd (laughs) that's the way my toyota was fair enough it's parked next to my brother-in-law's Subaru Outback, which is, you know, a relatively small car. You know, it's not like an SUV or anything. But after having my Subaru WRX parked next to that Outback, it just, it dwarfs that car. It makes his Outback look tiny. And uh, the reason you're not driving the WRX is just you want some kind of a beater to, to take to um, job sites and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys know, like, I work construction. I'm a carpenter by trade. Uh, I okay. think I heard Chris here, just to, to catch you up. Right on. Uh, yeah, and I just... I carpent? Throwing, I carpent, yep. I do the carpenting. <laughs> uh, so I've just been throwing tools and supplies and shit into the back of my WRX hatchback for the past, like, three years. And it's, yeah, it's pretty rough. Convenient and practical, wow. It is, it's just not great for a car that when I bought was like very clean and nice. It, it makes me sad to do that to that car. And, um, yeah, I had a little cash. So I uh, also was kind of in some hot water with my uh, driver's license, uh, pretty close to having it removed from me. So I thought the most prudent thing to do was buy a slower. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I realized that probably the reason that I never get pulled over isn't, in fact, that I look scary or old or anything like that, but rather the way I was calculating my speed based on RPMs was so wrong that I'm never speeding. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, damn, bro, I'm going 15 over. And they're like, why is this asshole going five under? What's his problem? (laughs) It it basically boils down to when I thought I was going 10 over, I was going the speed limit. (laughs) Nice. Nice. That would not have stopped me from speeding because I regularly <laughs> did a lot more than 10 over. Dude, I, <laughs> I, I leave for work at 5.30 in the morning. So when I fire up my like small block with headers, it's like anxiety inducing because it's just so loud. I'm just like, please just get me to work again today. <laughs> I think I might need a daily that doesn't have fucking headers. 
<laughs> I say you just stack like ten resonators behind it and just see see what that sounds well, like. Well, no, because remember, I'm driving a van. the The headers are basically like three inches away from me. I think it's like more reason. The, the, the engine is like even in like the later vans, the engine's halfway in the van. When we go to work, we check our hard-won rights at the door, and your employers rule over you night and day. And now it's time for us to get into the news. Um, for a little teaser on my end, we might touch base on the trouble that Lordstown Motors is in right now. Uh, that's a little electric truck company taking over a GM plant that uh, yours truly is working for a company that has landed a contract with. So uh, I'm still still doing my research and, and everything, but uh, hopefully here before too long, we're going to have a little inside baseball on the shit show that is Lordstown Motors, the truck electric truck company scam. Um, now I think Connor's going to lead us in with the uh, the actual news for the day. Yeah, I've got uh, I got some stories again uh, as uh, as usual. Um, I've I've always got a good story about Elon Musk because uh, he makes news all the time because he's a fucking dum dum. Um, so naturally he's uh, he's going to be featured in yet another news episode. Maybe one day we'll do uh, we'll do an episode without him. But uh, in uh, <laughs> in this case, uh, we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about a uh, a Tesla crash uh, that occurred in Texas very recently. Um, so basically what happened, um, not all the facts are out yet. So, uh, you know, some of this is, we're, we're waiting on more information to come out, but as of right now, investigators are, you know, of course still quote unquote gathering the facts. But what we, what we seem to know at this point, uh, is that in Texas, um, a 2019 Tesla model S went off the road and crashed into a tree. Uh, and caught on fire, killing two passengers. Now, they, the investigators um, dis- determined that no one was in the driver's seat at the time of the crash. So, we all know that, you know, uh, Tesla's got that sort of, kind of, self-driving technology. Um, and so, presumably, somebody was using that. Um, they made a, probably a pretty dumb decision to not be in the driver's seat um so that's on them and what else do you expect from some people are dumb man just in general human (laughs) beings were dumb and so yeah that happened but as a dumb person can verify (laughs) yeah well in this case you know it still looks really bad for tesla this is not great because again they've got this big reputation they shouldn't because Elon Musk is a fucking idiot, but um, this this doesn't look good. So um, naturally, uh, Elon Musk comes out right away after this was reported, and he's just like, no, that's not possible. Like, nope, nope, that's impossible. And it's just like, well, I mean, there was no one in the driver's seat, bud. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you want to say about that, but there was no one in the driver's seat. So I don't know how it, how the car was driving with no one in the driver's seat if uh, allegedly there was no self-driving feature. So he's, he's full of shit as usual. Um, I guess because he wants to make it look like his systems aren't, you know, buggy and, you know, really crappy. 
Um, so back into the story a little bit, um, two people were killed. Um, and so the police were able to determine that one passenger was in the front passenger seat and one passenger was in the back seat. Um, obviously no one in the driver's seat. Uh, so Musk of course says it was impossible and, uh, he did make a tweet on the matter, which I will read briefly. Okay, here it is. Sorry. Um, so someone kind of, you know, said on Twitter, oh, you know, this doesn't make sense. There's safety measures in place for the autopilot. And uh, the seat is weighted to keep that in mind. Um, so the autopilot is, you know, seat weighted to make sure that there is a driver. Hands must be on the steering wheel every 10 seconds or it disengages. And autopilot doesn't go over speed limits um, over the speed. Oh, this is a terrible tweet. Over speed limits is impossible. So this was someone replying to early reports of this and Elon Musk responded to it. And what he says <laughs> is your research as a private individual is better than professionals at Wall Street Journal. Data logs <laughs> recovered so far show autopilot was not enabled and this car did not purchase FSD, which is a uh, full self-driving capability. Um, so I will explain the difference between those in uh, just a moment. Can, can, can we go uh, back then, for a second? I have a question. Sure. Did you say that autopilot cuts off if your hands aren't on the wheel every 10 seconds? Yes. So does that mean that it, it cuts off if you're not driving it? <laughs> Supposedly, yes. Yes. I'm going to go on I don't know. and say that's not a good safety feature. <laughs> exactly. Like, you're like, like well... well well, if you're not going to drive, I'm not going to drive. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's that's one of those things that you're just like, well, wait, what is it supposed to do? And he, he does say um, Elon Musk did kind of come out. He's like, oh, well, the autopilot won't turn on if you're on a street that doesn't have lane markers. So like lines on the street, it can't like read. Um, so it'll shut off. And I'm like, well, I mean, what the fuck do you think happens when it shuts off? <laughs> If it's moving, it's um, which again, there's no, there's no reason to believe that this car was like, oh, they just flipped on the autopilot. They could have driven fifty miles with it on. I have no idea, but like, obviously, the car fucked up. I mean, there's no way around that. The car fucked up, and Elon Musk is like, no, 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 it didn't. It's like, well, it did. The car, <laughs> there was no one in the driver's seat. The car crashed. Uh, kind of on your the car there. Show that Teslas have had problems in the past. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> listeners can go back in our previous episodes. So, well, I'm just thinking of all the crashes that I've heard about. Have any of has anybody survived to discuss it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they have. <laughs> I think, pretty sure. I'm, I'm, I'm joking because fuck Tesla. Yep, fuck them. Um, so, you know, then his tweet continues. Uh, so he's like, oh, data logs were recovered and they said the autopilot wasn't on. Moreover, standard autopilot would require lane lines to turn on, uh, which the street did not have. So I'd like to also point out that, uh, Musk in this tweet didn't correct this person who responded to the Wall Street Journal about how the, uh, autopilot has required someone to be in the driver's seat. Um, uh, fun fact, that's not fucking true. Um, <laughs> That's not true. 
uh, and Consumer Reports uh, actually confirmed that. Yeah, so but how could you possibly get around that? You would have to like sit something in the driver's seat that weighed enough to trick it. Who could? Where the fuck are you supposed to find something that weighs like eighty or ninety pounds? I dare you to to go into your house <laughs> right now and find anything that weighs yeah. that much. <laughs> You can't do it. It's not real. Yours is flat. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, by the way, I also wanted to like take a minute to just like point out uh, and ask the question. You know, why is it that Elon Musk has this fucking evidence and like the police don't? Because it's like, oh well, I've determined that the autopilot wasn't on, and you're like, well, oh, I know the answer you know, to this. I know the answer. The police don't have that? that information because he won't give it to them. <laughs> exactly. So uh, very convenient that the oligarch here is the one withholding evidence. Uh, I'm sure he's not going to be charged with uh, obstruction of justice or anything like that, naturally. But um, yeah, so that's that's wonderful. The oligarchs are in charge, as usual. Um, and so uh, Tesla Autopilot and... Uh, full self-driving are not capable of controlling the electric vehicles in all normal driving circumstances. Uh, and the company's owner's manuals caution drivers to only use them with active supervision. Okay. So um, <laughs> autopilot, which is now standard in Tesla vehicles, does not always perfectly identify lane markers. So for example, it can confuse uh, sealed cracks in the road or bike lanes with other lane markers. So, these systems are really fucking buggy, even when they're working. Um, and it's just like, dude, I don't think this is ready to be out on the fucking road if it, like, can't tell what lines are and shit. Like, you know, and their, their manual is like... more control. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, there's all these different, um, like, rules about when it's supposed to be used and everything. And I actually read through them and I'm like... Jesus Christ, yo, this is really confusing. Like the the way these systems work is like under these very specific circumstances where it'll work and it's like yeah, that's that's not full self-driving, dude. That's that's like you have no idea when this is going to kick on or kick off or whatever. I it's it seems really really rough. Um so I did actually look up what, uh, according to Tesla, what the difference between autopilot and full self-driving is because, you know, theoretically, the words mean the same thing. So um, so here's what I got. Autopilot is traffic-aware cruise control, so it matches the speed of your car to that of surrounding traffic. What was that? Oh, um, well, that, that's actually what I was going to say, like, I 100% see why that's confusing, and I would confuse it, but I also know what autopilot is in a plane, which is just maintaining <clears throat> speed and altitude. So, so like, hmm. I kind of understand that that makes sense. It's also, like, egregiously misleading to, like, yes. market it that way. Oh, yeah. Up to and including to the point that it is fatal. Yeah. I think it's a lot just of adaptive cruise control, right? Exactly. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. A lot yep. of car companies just call it advanced or adaptive cruise control, right? Yep. I, yeah. I've driven so that's one all it car is. that has that, and I hated it more than life itself. Oh, yeah. I hate anything like that. I don't like anything where the car comes in and like overrides what I'm doing in a car. I hate it. 
Um, oh, even so the limited, like, yeah, I don't even like traction control. Like that feels fucking weird to me. I'm like, oh my god, the car is breaking. Something's happening. I know. How am I, I supposed to do burnouts with traction control, you fuckers? <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> <laughs> so. You know, autopi- the autopilot feature has one other thing, um, and it's they call it auto steer. So it assists in steering within a clearly marked lane and uses traffic aware cruise control, which is the thing above, which we just fucking talked about. So there's two fucking things to this. Uh, it's basically adaptive cruise control and light correction on your steering, which most manufacturers have. So there's nothing special about this. Um, the full self-driving capability uh, is you know, the same autopilot features, but, uh, it has navigate on autopilot. So it'll actively guide your car. And here's how it describes it from a highways on ramp to off ramp, I guess, um, including suggesting lane changes, navigating interchanges, automatically engaging the turn signal and making the correct exit. So it can take you on the highway from this point to that point, which is pretty much the easiest driving. You have to approve the lane changes. So here's the that next just feature. Like Auto cruise control with extra steps. Well, hold on. So it's the next fucking thing it has is auto lane change. So it'll assist in moving to an adjacent lane on the highway when auto steer is engaged. And it's like, so will it suggest you change lanes or is it going to fucking do it for you? I, I don't like, what is the difference there? How does it decide when to do what? Just seems weird to me. Um, it's just opening a dialogue. So... It's just trying to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> just asking questions. <laughs> God damn it. Um, then, then uh, so it's the other features. It's got auto park, yeah. pretty self-explanatory. And I think I, I think we posted this in the in the uh, in the last news episode we did. I think we posted this link in in the comments. But there was that one guy that uh, was trying to um, use the self-driving to navigate like a city center. And it was totally not working at all. It would just freeze up and stop in the middle of, uh, in the middle of the lane, basically. <laughs> I love it. But um, um, I, I saw a little, another article about this, uh, this crash. And uh, they said that the firefighters, it took them like 30,000 gallons of water to put out the fire. Because it was uh, the lithium-ion battery. Oh, um, yeah. So and I wouldn't... There, well, so there is actually some reporting on that, and it, it does seem that there was some kind of uh, sources that were not quite correct. So some kind they of played it. So there was a lot of talk that like, oh, the fire oh, raged okay. for like four hours or something. Um, that's really not accurate. What what happened was the fire department got the fire under control pretty quickly. Um, but then what happened was, you know, a little, a little more fire would kind of start from the battery here and there. So like every once in a while, like it would kind of flare up again, but, um, they did have it under control. Gotcha. It really wasn't. Yeah. So there were some articles out there that made it sound like it was a lot more dangerous than it actually was. Um, so that's something to kind of keep in mind that like, you know, yeah, these, these batteries do contain extra risks over combustion engines in some respects. Um, they're not like something to be deathly scared of either. I mean, it's okay. You know? Yeah. So there was some early um, misunderstanding of really what was going on. So the fire chief kind of came out and clarified later. That makes Besides, sense. Besides, we really don't have I... to lie or exaggerate to fully articulate what a piece of shit 
Elon Musk is about <laughs> shitty cars Tesla's are. Yup. <laughs> Um, if we have to lie so to anyway, make you hate something, we're basically the government. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, no, we, we can be honest here. Um, so it's not the worst thing, and I don't want to, like, besmirch all electric vehicles um, for this. Uh, this is really just the system problem with Elon Musk, and they're putting these systems out way too fucking early. Like, they're just not ready. Um, so, you know... More features of the full self-driving kind of quickly are just auto park, pretty self-explanatory. Summon, which will basically your car will move from a parking spot and come pick you up in a parking lot. Um, and, you know... Do you have to be uh, in the driver's seat touching the wheel for that, too? No, no. that That is obviously... <laughs> exactly. So I don't know how it operates that way when Elon Musk says it's impossible, but... Um, then it's also got, it can identify, you know, simple traffic signs and stuff. So um, it'll identify stop signs and traffic lights and automatically slows your car to a stop on approach uh, with your active supervision, quote unquote. Okay, I feel like we're kind of burying um, so- the lead on the full self-driving thing too. So one thing that we seriously need to address is if you were shit-faced hammered and you have full self-driving on, you still get a DUI, which negates the need for it to begin with. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and it's just, it's not capable. I mean, it's really full, like maybe if you said kind of self-driving, that wouldn't be a lie, but like full, to call this full self-driving is like, he he should be in jail just for that alone. That's such a fucking um, misnomer. It's, it's outrageous that he gets away with marketing this because it's, you read what it can do and you're like, oh, okay, so it's like, I mean... You know, it's like a toddler taking their first steps and you being like, oh, it's going to be in a baby's going to be an Olympian one day. You're like, you don't fucking know that. Um, Elon Musk is doing the same thing with his <laughs> well, self-driving technology like, here. It's like when you're in school and like a 60 might be a D, but it's still passing. That, that's that's what they mean when they say full yes. self-driving. Like, <laughs> yes, 60. Yes, exactly. <laughs> here's here's my <laughs> prediction. All right. We're going to learn that what really happened wasn't that that full self-driving failed. It was that they've secretly been developing ejector seats and those just spontaneously (laughs) deployed. And uh, that's what actually caused the accident. (laughs) Oh, man. The driver got he got Tyrese Gibson in in Too Fast, Too Furious. (laughs) But Tesla said ejecto seato cuz and then he's he's out of there. (laughs) Teslas are slowly, it's becoming go-go gadget Tesla. Yeah, oh, that's what Tesla is. That is like the most defining feature. Go-go gadget capitalism right there. The the, the next fatality <laughs> that we're going to learn about from Tesla is somebody got their head cut off because it deployed a helicopter blade. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, getting back to kind of what was going on um, a few days after this crash uh, and Elon Musk denying all this shit uh, consumer reports came out with a video and a, and a report on how easy it is to actually use the Tesla autopilot with no one in the driver's seat um, proving everything that he denied like totally fucking wrong um, so uh, they set out to see if they could engage the autopilot uh, and the on its model Y with no one in the driver's seat uh, it successfully did so on the organization's, you know, closed course test track. Um, so 
The car drove up and down the half-mile lane of our track repeatedly, never noting that no one was in the driver's seat, uh, never noting that no one was touching the steering wheel, and never noting that there was no weight on the seat. So if you remember correctly from that original tweet, you know, this person's like, oh, they got a weight sensor in the seat. No, they don't. No, they don't. Just straight up, no, they don't. Um, What they did to make this work, um, they did have technically there was weight on the steering wheel. So they put, and this I found very strange, they used a chain with like a roll of masking tape to it, like attached to the one side of the wheel. So like where you might put one hand if you were driving, which seems a little bit heavy to me to not like turn the car. So it's like, which also makes me think, I'm like, okay, so is it like the wheel turns a little bit and the car is just like, no, 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 <laughs> No, you don't get to do that. I'm like, oh, all right. So that feels weird to me because, I don't know, it's not a lot of weight, but, you know, I don't know, it looks like a little bit. I'm like, I'd like my steering to be reactive enough that if there's a little bit of a tension on it, it would start to fucking turn. Um, so apparently with Tesla's, nah. So for, it seems like they must for have. For some to- reason, that just like, that just pulled an image into my mind of you know when everyone is avoiding that big ass pothole on the (laughs) on the highway so there's just a stream of traffic actually going around it because everybody's like oh they moved around it i'll follow them tesla's just fucking blowing right through it and oh yeah bouncing out of it because it doesn't know that it's there so it's just like (laughs) i'm gonna drive in a straight line boom watch what you say they're gonna start putting potholes on those fucking image captures Oh God! <laughs> Notify which one of these has a pothole in it. Oh man! As as a slight aside, did y'all see where there was somebody who was having like a bunch of problems with their Tesla because it kept coming to a stop at this random spot on a road, and eventually what they were able to figure out is that there was a billboard like up and to the right that has a stop sign on. <laughs> yep, yep, I did see that. Yes, it's so funny. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, also saw again. where they uh, they someone changed a road sign with like uh, some tape to say instead of like thirty five miles an hour eighty five miles an hour. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. Yep. It's, yeah. the, it's a vehicle that just uh, takes control away from you and then gives it back without warning in either case. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. <laughs> this is way better. I love that because it's just going to accelerate wildly until it realizes you're not paying attention and then it quits. So back to you. <laughs> um, yeah, so again, just Tesla's such a joke. Elon Musk is a fucking idiot. He's not an innovative whatever. He's a rich guy and he's a fucking moron. Um, so that's kind of that story. Um, you know, it was just, consumer reports basically just came out and was like, yeah, no, it's really easy to trick this system. And there's no even really requirement necessary that like, I don't know what these people did to trick the system um, in the actual crash, but like, it's very clear that these systems are not good. So anything could have happened. Uh, there will probably be more information um, coming out eventually. Um, but yeah, the, these systems are not really ready for actually working with, you know, actual road conditions. Um, and apparently it does very little to check if there's actually a driver in the seat or not. It's, you know, it's just checking if like the seat belt's connected and, 
you know, if the doors are closed and there's some kind of touch pressure on the steering wheel and that's pretty much all they're doing. So yeah, just, I don't know how they put this out thinking that like, are they going to be allowed to keep withholding the data? I mean, he's rich, so probably (laughs) (laughs) almost certainly. Yeah. I think the the question becomes not necessarily allowed, but is going to do it. Right. Yeah. There's not much anyone can do about it. So they'll be like, I mean, that's illegal. And they'll be like, fuck you. And then like, well, all right, I guess. There's that whole thing like last year where, uh, you know, California was telling him to shut down the factory for a coronavirus. And he's like, nope, not going to do it. I'm going to move to Texas if you guys make me do this. Fuck you. And then they just let him, you know, I don't think he even had any sort of penalties or anything. So. Yeah. Must be nice. It's almost like but, if you uh, have enough money, the law doesn't apply to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Well, I've I've got another story here from Texas, uh, if we're moving on from Tesla here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to mess with the Texas story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is from uh, Texas Monthly. The headline is, uh, they just moved into an Austin neighborhood. Now they want to end one of its traditions. And this is basically about there's a car club of mostly uh, Latino and black uh, men in this neighborhood uh, of East Cesar Chavez neighborhood in Austin, Texas. And um, they just built one of these luxury apartment buildings. Uh, It looks like one of the five over one style uh, or Texas donut style housing developments. Uh, your typical uh, gentrifying housing development. And, uh, you know, they, they're they complaining about these car clubs meeting in the park nearby and, like, driving their cars and, you know, revving the engines and maybe doing a little burnout here and there. Um, and it's, it's really just... It's really just the chef kiss uh, emoji of, of, you know, white gentrifying... Uh, assholes complaining about uh, stuff that that doesn't really concern them. So um, let's see. I'm going to just read a passage here. Uh, One particularly vocal tenant, a non-Hispanic white woman with short blonde hair who appeared to be in her 50s (laughs) and refused to give her name, claimed that... Karen. Yes. She claimed that smoke from the tires was killing nearby trees... (laughs) And that traffic from the gathering would make it impossible for an ambulance to reach her in the event of a medical emergency, though two other roads to the apartment building remain accessible at all times. <laughs> uh, that is so funny. I literally had that exact passage highlighted word for word, <laughs> just waiting to be like, I gotta, I gotta bring this up. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That is the worst take I've ever heard. <laughs> Unbelievable. Especially the smoke like, okay. from the tires is killing the trees. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Someone someone forgot to tell that to my local drift track. <laughs> yeah. That's covered in trees. I'm sure. Yeah. The other thing I love that these people always go to medical emergency. Like they do the same thing with protesters blocking the street. What if there's an ambulance? You're like, shut up. Stop it with that. It's fucking ridiculous. I don't need to worry about what if there's an ambulance because I'm already hearing the wambulance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that and, you know, I'm like, hey, most people can't afford the ambulance anyway. What the fuck are you talking about, Richie Rich? (laughs) 
right? <laughs> yeah, if I'm in trouble, I'm walking my ass to the hospital. I ain't got that. I ain't got ambulance money. <laughs> Fucking Uber to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's see. Here's another good couple things. Um, uh, another non-Hispanic white tenant had flagged two police vehicles and pleaded with officers to disband the celebration, calling it scary. The, office, <laughs> the officers eventually drove off without t- taking any action. That's the shocking part of this story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah just didn't just wait in there with uh, beanbag guns. So it's not fully gentrified, I guess. Yeah, I mean... If it were if 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 wait five years and that same call is going to have fatalities, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Um, or I'm sorry, officer involved shootings. So so yeah, I mean that's basically the whole story is that just these uh, rich, mostly white folks have moved into this neighborhood and are complaining about the uh, mostly black and Latino residents uh, just having fun on the weekends with their cars. Um, but yeah, check out the, the, um, the article for more, uh, there's pictures of, there's a guy in a, uh, like, looks like a Hellcat doing a burnout. Um, there's some slabs, which is a pretty cool part of like Texas car culture, which, you know, doesn't really make it out of Texas. Um, I think this might be a backronym, but I think slab stands for slow, loud, and banging. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of like the Texas version of um, like donks or lowriders. Uh, it's it's usually like older American cars with a like a shiny, colorful paint job. And um, they have these wheels that they call swangers. Oh, I hate those fucking are... things so much. Fuck those wheels. <laughs> they should actually be illegal. And I fuck it. I hate laws and they should still be fucking illegal. <laughs> are those the ones with the, like, they're basically spears? coming out they stick out from the hub like a foot Jeez. and they're genuinely oh, yeah. dangerous to bicyclists and pedestrians <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they'll just like fall off the wheels if they're not secured <laughs> properly but uh i mean that's the best thing but, that those things can do really yeah um but it is kind of an interesting little subculture i don't know a whole lot about it but i know that at some of the 24 hours of lemons races they'll um They'll get the uh, the Swanger hubcaps and put them on your car as a penalty. Uh, <laughs> that, that says everything like it can. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I have on that story. Uh, well, then, uh, moving on to uh, more modern vehicles. Um, this is a funny little, uh, just a, a petty little fucking thing, which I found to be funny. I'm fine with being petty. Um, That's who I am as a person. Well, well, so this is major corporations being petty with each other. Not okay with and that. Just, and you're just like, this is, there's got to be a better way to organize, you know, production than this crap. Um, so the 2021 Toyota GR86, which is what used to be called the GT86, and also used to be called uh, the FRS under the Scion label. So it's changed its name a few times, but um, for whatever reason, Tesla or Tesla, Toyota and um, Subaru are kind of starting to, I don't know, split. Like they're still doing this joint car platform, but like, 
I don't know if they're going to continue it much after this latest generation, but um, Toyota got a little bit upset with how similar the cars were to each other, which if you know the cars, the BRZ and the FRS have been like the Camaro and the Firebird, basically, with different company tags. Like, it's the same car, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. All modern um, cars look like jelly beans. That's not a valid complaint. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they they were originally going to be very similar. They have slightly different styling. Like, you know, they put a little fake vent here that's a little different, or the bumper's a little, you know, ha- has a little revised to set them apart. But apparently, like, uh, someone pretty high up at Toyota was like, they're not different enough, blah, 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 and made a big old fucking stink. So had the engineers rework the car to, like, show up the Subaru, which kind of not a good thing to do with a company like you're in a partnership with. So I would imagine Subaru is probably going to come back with a higher trim model in the next year or two just to, like, go back and forth because these fucking stupid capitalists are, you know at each other's throats for no fucking reason. But here's the big thing. The Toyota GR86 claims four more horsepower than the BRZ. Woo! So let's get it. That's huge power gains. The funniest part, they have the exact same torque. So they, it's like, you're not even going to feel that. Like you, that's unnoticeable difference. Um, so wait, and that's what, what the, did they just move the red line back by like 50 RPMs? Like how the fuck does that work? <laughs> they, so <laughs> here's the other thing. So what they did was they reworked the tune because that's really all they had time to do before they had to get this car out. So like, I'm sure they wanted to make more changes, but they're, the guy's like, well, it's not good enough. We want to be different. We want to differentiate our car, even though they're designed to be the fucking same. So they reworked the tune a little bit um, to squeeze an extra four horsepower and zero torque out of it. Um, and it's like, one, if I take, if you take any modern car to a tuner now, easy, they can get you, I don't know, 10 to 20 horsepower. No problem. So like they did. I bet they couldn't do that with mine. Well, yeah, (laughs) but they did like half of a fucking reasonable tune to get four more peak horsepower. Um, So it's like, why, why all the bullshit to just then come out with four fucking horsepower? Like it's going to, you're creating problems for your company and costing your company fucking money to do basically nothing. (laughs) And, you know. That's yeah. just, it seems like a goofy ass fucking squabble to be having. Hate the player, um, make the game. Yeah, that's that's what we're here to do. Um. <laughs> no, no, we are, we are very much here to hate the game, actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, both are going to have a 2.4 liter boxer engine. Um, the BRZ is going to be making 228 horsepower. Um, and the GR86 is going to make... 232 um so they're both still uh, they were always a little underpowered i think they're great looking cars and they're they drift at least the older versions drift really nice right from the factory um but they've always been a little underpowered so uh, it's kind of almost they could have come out with a little bit more they really should have been pushing for i don't know another 20 horsepower each would have been probably pretty good um, but instead they came out with a little bit less and then now Toyota's 
you know, scrambling to make an extra four horsepower. Um, so uh, it was reported that the Toyota boss, Akio Toyota, uh, allegedly requested changes to the upcoming 86 sports car to better differentiate it from the Subaru it's based on. Um, and it's it comes down to just that Wait, basic little fucking tune. The owner of Toyota, his <laughs> name is Akio Toyota? Uh, that's, yeah, it's Toyota. Ooh, so does that make Toyota a family company? <laughs> Probably. Um, no, I don't know. It just says Toyota boss. So that could be. Yeah. I, I, I forget. I think he might be adopted. I think, um, Japanese, uh, big industrial companies have this sort of tradition, I guess, where oftentimes the outgoing CEO will adopt the incoming CEO as an adult. <laughs> um, I don't fully understand this and I might be getting this wrong cause I haven't looked into it in a while, but, um, I, I think that's a fairly common thing. Um, so they can say it's like a family company, even though, uh, they're not related and they, you know, barely know each other. All right, Brian, we're not hard <laughs> against adoption. Weird stance. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as an adult, it's a little weird. Uh, it's kind of like, what's his name? Matt Gates and Nestor. But, uh, uh, I'm, I, it's another culture. So who am I to judge their, uh, industrial, um, adoption practices, whatever you want to call I think it. Right yeah. now, Matt it's just a weird adopting note. someone that's over 18 is not his concern. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, so, uh, capping this one off, uh, there isn't any pricing available yet on either one of these cars, but, um, people are speculating that they're probably going to start, uh, above a little above 30,000 each. Um, so that's going to be a little bit more than the current ones, which I think lately have been in the 26 to like 28 range. So they're going to be a little more expensive. Um, I don't think they look quite as good, but, uh, yeah. So these two corporations are battling it out to see who's going to make single digits more horsepower, I guess. Um, wonderful. (laughs) Um, then, um, I've also got a story here on, uh, Volkswagen, or should I say Volkswagen? (laughs) Um, yeah, for the, for the volts that would be for their single electric vehicle that they have for sale. Um, so, uh, this is pretty funny and I hope it gets them in lots and lots of trouble. Um, fingers crossed, but, uh, so what happened was a few days before April Fool's Day, um, Volkswagen let slip a prepared press release that was, seemed to announce a name change for all of Volkswagen to be changed to Volkswagen, as in like Volt. I don't. I don't. Know. I don't. It's. Pro- I don't know if this is coming through because they sound so similar, but you know. Play on words, basically. Um, so they kind of like set this thing out and then they had people come out and go, you know, okay, yeah, we're going to be changing our name. And this was done before April Fool's Day. And um, people actually believed it. <laughs> so they, they, you know, promoted it on all their social media uh, and everything. They had a new logo out um, and they said, and this is similar to like what GM did. So people believed it. Um, they were going to start marketing more 
electric vehicles. So people believe this was a reasonable um, thing that was, you know, real and not a fucking joke. And uh, it turns out it was a joke. And yeah, big publicly traded companies can't make fucking jokes like that. Um, Like not things that are believable that could mislead investors, which I mean, this so obviously fucking did. Um, So we have no word yet on whether the SEC is going to come after them for this, but uh, admittedly, I would be I'd be pretty fucking shocked if they weren't already pursuing this a little bit, um, because yeah, this was like three days before April Fool's Day that they like started with this fucking marketing stunt. Um, it you know, f- following along on Twitter, it was a mark. I mean, it was a pretty successful marketing stunt. Everyone was talking about it. Um, so you can't like, you can't do stunts like that where like people actually fucking believe it. And they came out and said that it wasn't a joke. Um, and they, they just, it was straight up lying. Um, so, uh, Volkswagen is at the, but they clearly did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I suppose I should, I should know better than to, uh, to suggest that, but yes, they did lie. Um, now apparently they're at the beginning of an 86 million, excuse me, $86 billion push into electric vehicles because it wants to be known as the leader in that space, which is interesting for the people who are fucking last into the, into that market. I mean, of all the major manufacturers, they've got to be the farthest behind, Um, but they somehow want to be known as a leader in the space. So a strategic shift that again was inspired by the fact that the company was caught installing software on its vehicles that was meant to fool regulators into allowing dirty cars on the road. Uh, it did not seem completely out of question. Yeah, that the I really thought the electric really... scandal was going to be that we secretly found out that there was a diesel motor in it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I wouldn't put it past them. So uh, we all know Volkswagen, not exactly um, a stranger to big scandals and lying about shit. I love um, my this new one electric was... Jetta, but I don't understand why I have to put 20 gallons of diesel in it every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, the green pump was electricity. Was electricity, yeah. <laughs> Liquid electricity. <laughs> it is an electric Jetta, but it has a diesel generator in it. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's... Uh, it's battery acid you're putting in there. Um, so... Um, yeah, it, it, you know, it was very believable. So a lot of people thought that they were doing this like huge push to like get into EVs more so than they actually are. Um, and they have one EV for sale right now, I guess. So, um, yeah, this, this got them into some, some fucking trouble. Um, but, uh, it's also noteworthy. Um, the Volkswagen group CEO, Herbert Dies. Um, has spent the last few months emulating Tesla CEO Elon Musk, who makes erratic decisions like most people drink water. So that's how they describe it. I haven't followed this guy specifically yet, but he seems to be trying to do the idiot rich guy thing to probably generate, you know, um, attention, which he did successfully. And we all just hope that maybe the SEC was paying attention. So... Yeah, they're they're probably going to get into some trouble for that. I'm sure it'll be a, a you know, a slap on the wrist, of course. But um, yeah, Jesus, they can't even make a fucking joke right. Yeah, uh, April Fool's so, joke notorious for only working one day a year. 
Yeah, and they didn't even get the fucking yeah, day right. It's being kind of lame, usually. Yeah, pretty no, much. No, Holly nailed it on, on April Fool's Day this year. Oh, my God. Did did anybody here see uh, the social media stuff that Holly was doing on April Fool's Day? No. Are you talking about the moonshot? <laughs> yeah. That was the funniest thing I have seen in a long time. I'd Like, props to Holly. That was they, great. They released was an the actual commercial thing? for their new product. Uh, I, I, I forgot what it was called. I guess Zach says it's the moonshot. But it was a 3,000 shot of nitrous. <laughs> a 20 stage. A 20 stage. 3,000 shot. And, and, and when they revealed it, it was just like a stack of like the plates that, that you put underneath your throttle body. It's like, it was like, yeah, like 10 or 20 plates. And, and then they were, then they announced their new larger, uh, uh, like canister and they rolled out like a full size, like welding tank that was painted blue and had NOS painted on it. (laughs) Uh, that commercial was genuinely funny. They were like, do you have a bone to pick with a top fuel dragster in your Honda Civic? Well, now you can actually beat them. (laughs) Something to that effect. It was great. But Holly had the understanding that to be a good joke, there does... It, it can't just read, like, full-blown reality. Yeah, that's kind of the thing about jokes. Most of them uh, generally have an element of humor yeah. in them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a <laughs> that's corporate what makes them work. <laughs> a corporate name change isn't a joke. Like, they just, like, oh, this will be so funny if people think we're changing our name in a totally believable way. And you're like, no, that sounds like, you know, fucking CNBC ticker fucking news. Like, this is going to come up on... Uh, whatever that show the stock one of the stock shows that you know people screaming about stocks like that's it's news like what are you talking it's not a joke <laughs> yeah well uh, i mean yeah the the germans are usually known for their great sense of humor so this is really a really an outlier <laughs> <laughs> oh yes can you believe we we joke about putting electric motor in car <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm 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 hoping they get you know they get fucked by this but because they're stupid and it wasn't funny so they deserve to pay something for that terrible terrible joke Um, oh no you see you just don't get it we we put uh gas motors in cars not electric (laughs) (laughs) no you see you don't get the joke (laughs) okay i'm I'm done with that bit um that didn't really (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't stand by that <laughs> all right well I've, I've really i've only got about one more story uh here for this one so um this is kind of a weird one but uh i don't know if anyone will happen to remember that there was a uh some really expensive porsche like hypercar that was involved in a crash about a year ago um and they- oh yeah yeah so the guy was like all fucking drugged out. I don't even know what he was on. Um, but uh, yeah, totally under the influence of drugs and alcohol. And this rich asshole is driving this like fucking hypercar in Manhattan. Okay. Not a not an easy place to be driving. Kind of a lot going on there. Um, so this isn't like some country back road. Asshole crashes into parked cars, destroys this like piece of art car um and speeds off leaving the scene got arrested well we have an update to the story um the case was dropped yep no consequences wow. yeah Shocker. no consequences rich guy got away with it 
Um, so it, it was happening. a uh, what? Oh, it just keeps happening. Rich guys getting away with it. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's a very <laughs> common theme on our show, actually. <laughs> um, so. Uh, the criminal charges dismissed against Gambala Mirage GT owner who went on viral wrecking spree in Manhattan. Uh, so if our listeners don't yet know what we're talking about, it was like a blue supercar. Just try and look it up on YouTube or something. Cause there was a video out there. Like somebody filmed this asshole just like smashing into parked cars, trying to leave. Um, a few people <laughs> filmed it from different angles too. So <laughs> yeah. like, there's a lot of evidence that this guy just, you know, drunkenly crashed his car and i think it was like six or seven in the morning so like this guy had been yeah. up all night partying and doing whatever yeah and, and no, then that's the, exactly the what it was. funniest it was part like, is when he's trying to when he's trying to drive away like the the like car cover that he has stashed in the trunk like the trunk flies open and the car cover just goes drifting in the wind and <laughs> he's like dragging the front bumper on the ground and stuff <laughs> Yeah, there's parts of this car were falling off as he was driving away. <laughs> uh, similarly, like, it, this wasn't, like, reckless behavior as best as I can tell, but some friends of mine were out in Philly were sending me pictures earlier where a 2021 McLaren 765LT burst into flames and burned to the ground at a gas station in Philly. Oh, <laughs> no. The first, I, I guess it's a limited edition, only 765 were made. And thank God for the internet, because the first thing I saw about it on social media was, well, I guess there's only 764 now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the price of all the other ones went up. Oh, man. Yeah. So um, the uh, the driver's name was Benjamin Chen. Uh, and he was originally arrested and charged with reckless driving and operating a motor vehicle while impaired by drugs. Uh, the criminal court case against the owner of the Gambala Mirage GT. I thought it was a Porsche, but um, whatever. Um, who, who went on a wrecking spree. Okay. I was just. I was just looking CGI. into that because I was confused by that as well. It's. Yeah, it's a very like highly custom modified. Okay, that's what, yeah. Okay, GT. that makes sense. So it it started life as a Porsche, but much much yeah. like Hennessy, you know, like it, I think Gimbala is a lot like Hennessy, where they'll take a production car, put tons of money and you know aftermarket parts into it. And a car that was already beautiful it. too. Wait, I'm just learning a lot about Hennessy right now. What? Not not the uh, liquor, the uh... <laughs> not, not the liquor. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, the Carrera GT is already an expensive car. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Most in the U.S. sell between six hundred thousand and one million dollars. So to put this in perspective, what this asshole did was he got a million dollar hypercar, probably spent half as much more having it customized by Gimbala a third-party aftermarket, and then got fucked up, drove it into everything that he possibly could. Yeah, you know, and, and, and left the scene. Just to succinctly put it. And then, yeah, and then ran away. Hear me out. What the uh, fuck? I have a business idea. We start buying Porsches, all right? Nope, hear me out. Blue dome <laughs> lights. 
<laughs> alter, alter the name so it says something. Porches. Oh, this, this is my 900 horsepower porches. Yes. You know, we changed the, the color on some of the bulbs. Mark it up 20%. Foolproof. Dude, you got you got to put bullets <laughs> on the door locks. Bullets That's on a key component. Friend. We ain't stopping at door and locks. It, <laughs> and if we're gonna call it a porch, uh, we uh, might as well instead of a spoiler on the back, wooden put like a wooden yeah, bench, yeah. wooden bumpers all the way. Yeah, I was gonna say wooden bench instead of a spoiler. Not like well crafted oh, yeah. wooden bumpers. I'm I'm talking about like forty year old off road truck bumpers. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, just a log. Actually, now that I think about it, this definitely <laughs> needs to have a lift kit. Yes. I mean, it, it can't okay, operate with yeah. that one. I didn't know. I thought that was implied. <laughs> uh, this is a lot of cost, yeah. though. What about, I feel like we need less cost in, in you know, we got to mark it up, of course, but, you know, we don't oh. want it to cost too no, much we're, now. Don't worry about cost. We're only going to pay our workers $6 an hour. Oh, okay. All right. That, that I have nailed that. capitalism. How am I not rich? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, aren't we the workers? Hold on. I feel like that's the worst irony about capitalism is the the folks who actually understand how it works for real um, are the people who are generally the poorest. <laughs> You're like, oh shit! I figured right. out how this all works. Rich people very much understand how capitalism works to an insane degree. No, it's people who some have of empathy that are poor. <laughs> yes. Well, see, yeah. some of them uh, understand it just enough to keep the system going. There's a lot of them who don't have any idea how it works. They're just Dude, they're look into idiots the Koch brothers' like libertarian crusade over the last fifty years. They know, and you will. See yeah, they, they are know. Very aware of how capitalism works and apparently how marketing works. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, they, so that's what I'm saying is a few of them know and a lot don't. You know, you want to hear something wild? Sorry, go ahead. Okay, mid-tier capitalist, not really, but upper echelon, <laughs> they know. Zach, what were you saying? Oh, for sure. Oh, no, uh, the, I learned the wildest thing this past week. So the invention of like PR as a thing like public relations was done by Edward Bernays, who is the nephew of Sigmund Freud. And he, and he did it to sell the idea of UFCO, oh, no. United Fruit Company, now known as Chiquito. Oh, I didn't know that. Basically part. overthrowing the government oh, nice. in Guatemala. Nice. Yeah. Thought, that is where so PR comes from. I thought it from. started earlier with, um, I actually thought I've heard others refer to, the propaganda surrounding the uh, U.S.'s entrance into World War One is kind of where um, PR started. Um, just kind of selling the idea to the public using these techniques, which were later, you know, improved upon until we get to where we are today. But that was my understanding. I could be wrong. I, I think PR. I think PR in like the in the modern kind of yeah. yeah. I, could, I could see that. That fine the, the line between propaganda and marketing. And why it is, why it operates. Yeah, we'll, we'll get our uh, fact-checking department on this yeah. one and come <laughs> get back to you on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interns, get on that. It's just my dog. He's not no, I, well, Okay, so true or not, I have heard that about like Sigmund Freud's nephew being like the founder of modern marketing or whatever. 
Okay, I, I, I can get behind that. Wow. What were you saying, Chris? Oh, um, uh, uh, still on this story, um, there's like a, a whole history with uh, out-of-control rich people like uh, with Ngambala, right? Didn't he go missing some years back? I, I like vaguely Mr. remember. Gimbala? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Missing, murdered, that. something like that. Uh, money laundering was a whole, uh, a whole thing. Huh. I have to look this up. Yeah. Another, uh, another job for our interns. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. sounds like rich people being fucking rich people. And of course they get away with breaking the laws, even in when they're filmed doing it. We, we know this, you know? Yeah. I have no idea. I, no poor person would have these charges dismissed. I mean, he did a lot of fucking damage and this was brazen and absolutely egregious. Um, but you know, he's rich, so you can't, can't you know, this might affect the job his career. creators. Yeah. I mean, this could hurt his image and he can't create jobs that way. So, you know, in the name of the line going up, um, this asshole won't face charges, which, I'm all for I'm all for prison abolition, but like as long as the prison system exists, I want motherfuckers like this and Chauvin to, you know, pay for their shit. Amen. And that's how that's how we'll get prison abolition too. If we just put all the rich people in prison, then we'll get rid of <laughs> them right true. quick. That's true. I like it. <laughs> no, no, that's why we bring back the firing squad. Oh. <laughs> Um, speaking of prison abolition, I just noticed the other day, I don't know if this would still be true when the episode comes out, but I noticed that the uh, ebook version of The End of Policing is free right now on the uh, Verso website. Um, so pick that up if you haven't already. Uh, it's a pretty good read. Hmm. I have not read that, so that's a good, good, good recommendation. Yeah, I've actually only read the first half, so... Uh, yeah, I've only read it's, the first it's half good so far. of the first stack of books on my bookshelf. So, uh, yeah. Um, well, cool. Did we did we have anything else, or are we uh, wrapping up here? Uh, I would like to drop that uh, GM is still struggling with their whole like chip shortage, where they're making trucks less fuel efficient and they're cutting back on production on stuff. And now they've officially started laying people off in response to the microchip shortage. So that's, yeah. I don't know how much we've been following that story. I can't remember if I talked to people about it off of here or on here, but that as an ongoing thing continues to get worse. Yeah. It's not just, uh, it's not just your gaming rig that's, uh, suffering. It's, um, it's actual trucks and stuff. Yeah. They, they I, and, and it's that across some... the board, all trucks released this year will get one mile per gallon less fuel economy because they don't have the microchips for their active fuel management systems. Yeah. And it, it, this is all to do with um, like cryptocurrency mining, right? It's like people buying up the the chips for um, mining, whatever, um, you know, Ethereum or whatever it's called. Uh, and, and I saw something also that there's a new cryptocurrency that instead of using processing, it uses storage. So all it does is just write a bunch of random garbage data to your hard drive and fill it up. And then you get, I could do that myself. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know where, where this is going to end up, but it all seems very stupid to me. Yeah. Dude, for 150 years, Dude. communists are just screaming money isn't real, but a couple of fucking idiots <laughs> with computers say it. And every, all of a sudden 
fucking Bitcoin's thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, well, a lot of them think it is real, but... Yeah. Crazy. What? Oh, I love the world we live in. It's not absurd at all. Uh, so rarely is it upsetting. No, so I didn't know that about the the, the the chip shortage though. Is I thought that was it was like a supply chain thing. I didn't know that it was had something to do with mining rigs. Yeah, I think yeah, it wow. is a supply chain thing also because uh, a lot of industries have been dis- disrupted by COVID. You know, they're working at lowered capacity. Uh, they can't, you know, have as many employees in the building at once or whatever. Unless you're just uh, so that's definitely part of it, but. I think I'll also also uh, you know crypto is to blame for a good portion of it. I, I haven't fact checked this mm-hmm. yet, but I heard this week that the amount of energy consumed by uh, 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 cryptocurrency mining rigs is roughly equivalent to the amount of power generated from solar output in the world. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, and it's also yikes. It's also similar to the amount that. Um, Argentina uses like a whole ass country. That sounds bad. Yeah, it is bad. Yeah, for a while I was like, y'all are just nitpicking if you're complaining about how much energy mining rigs are using. And then I, I realized the actual scope of it and I was like, oh, fuck. Well, and here's so the other thing about those weird cryptos is like, one, they take up the, all this power to uh, mine for right now. And so that's what, like, oh, they're worth so much money because it's so hard to get. Um, as soon as I don't, and I don't know when this will happen. Um, Bitcoin is set up to like work for like over a hundred years or whatever the fuck. But, uh, the minute, um, quantum computers are kind of even not even commercially available, but like available for like colleges and stuff. Um, they're going to, they're going to mine. It'll be like, Oh, we just made a hundred Bitcoins per minute because we can, we have that kind of computing power without the power requirements. I mean, it's just going to be like, it's going to render these things fucking worthless as soon as that happens. Um, so whoever has quantum computing capability at that time is going to have all of them. And then they will render all cryptos essentially worthless. Okay. Is so what I'm like thinking is technology advances and they want to say like hyper everything. And now there's like hyper cars. What you're describing is actually going to uh, uh, be hyper inflation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep we'll Quantum see we'll see what really happens but yeah that's no one's no one who's really into crypto seems to be addressing that problem which i think is like what how did i'm an idiot how did you know how, how am i seeing this problem that no one else is seeing like that shit's gonna be you know it's like set up like oh it's gonna be hard to mine forever and it's like no it's not as soon as we have this it's it's over. Like, That's because most every of the people bit... who are really into crypto are too busy trying to figure out how to legalize child pornography. Yeah, probably. Oof. Yep. But on that Sorry, note, there's so much libertarian it's... overlap. I thought that joke would land. Maybe you should just edit that out. But no, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a big libertarian thing. It, it did which... kind of, yeah. It did kind of make me laugh that uh, that one guy that Matt Gates was involved with that was like, I don't know, he was like Florida County Election Commissioner or something like that. Yep. He used like state resources to do cryptocurrency mining, like <laughs> with a server in his office uh, and that he was also storing child porn on. And then it like Jeez. caught on fire and like burned down part of the building. My God. So. 
it was just a it was like a a perfect distillation of of you know libertarian right wing weirdness or as the, as they call it nowadays republican yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much so yeah good good times well that's uh that's pretty much all well, i've got for uh, for this good. one <laughs> um <laughs> yeah and yeah i don't know follow us on social media we're we're there you know facebook instagram twitter send us an email we're lonely we want to hear from you uh, mostly praise, though. Please make it mostly praise. That's what we want to hear. Or or at least make it funny. Yeah. Yeah. Funnier if than it's Volkswagen. negative, just send it to me. I'll handle this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you could remember to uh, go ahead and give us a like or a, you know, a rating or whatever your podcast app does. I don't know. They're all different. I'm pretty sure ratings help us in some way. So, you know, ratings appreciated. Oh, and I should say also, some people are having trouble finding the RSS for the website, for the podcast. Um, if you go to the um, Shout Engine link on a mobile app, it won't show up. But if you use the desktop site, uh, it should be up in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, it should say RSS. But um, I'll, I'll see if I can put that in the notes also, just in case. Wow, it know, is astounding how little of that it. I understood. um but yeah and thanks uh thanks to chris for joining us and uh yeah thanks for having me this is fun yeah thank you come back anytime um, yeah i enjoyed you awesome i can't speak for everyone but personally i thought you added a lot (laughs) thanks yeah it was good times thanks chris thanks for being here chris and uh yeah i think that's about it unless we got something else if I could revive that Toyota story just for a second, I was um, reading through it and it says here, this is the one that has all of four more horsepower and no torques. Um, Toyota yeah. claims a 1.1 second improvement from zero to 62 miles per hour. Now coming in at 6.3 seconds. And like, first of all, that does not come from four extra horsepower. I got to assume that's oh, a so, gearing so, change. And, yeah, uh, also, so what they said. Doing Chris, 7.4 seconds before you guys called me out and not a sports car. Go ahead, Connor. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That um, improvement is actually over the old models. So that is not the difference uh-huh. between the Subaru and the Toyota. That is the difference between um, the old models uh, that they had. So this new improved platform overall, uh, the Toyota is going to claim a 1.1 second improvement in the 0 to 60 time, which is to a, you know, a not super impressive 6.3 um seconds zero to 60 but that is the improvement over the gt86 so the older version so yeah sorry if that wasn't clear okay. you said a miata wasn't a sports car <laughs> <laughs> i say miatas aren't sports cars but 95 percent just to be antagonistic <laughs> and five percent because they're actually not sports cars <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, I wonder if uh, is the newer Miata actually faster to sixty than than the uh, whatever it is GR eighty six or whatever? Do we question. know that? Wait, they still make Miatas. Maybe. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. It is it is faster. The twenty nineteen MX five Miata, the zero to sixty in five point seven seconds Ooh. on the RF trim. That's not bad. The That's... convertible takes six point one, so still faster. 
Man, yeah, that's huh. uh, that's what my twenty year old three hundred and fifty Z got stock. Nice. <laughs> Makes you think. <laughs> you could have pit, spent twice as much on a brand new Miata. You're not selling me yeah. on Miatas, guys. <laughs> 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 Well, that's all I've got. So, um, yeah, follow us on social media and, you know, rate our podcast. Only five stars, though. No, no, nothing less, please. Five stars or get the fuck out. Yep. <laughs> do, do six stars if you're able to. I don't know. Yeah, whatever the maximum number is. If it's 10, give us that. Yeah, what if it's 10 and we've been saying give us five stars? People are going to be like, all right, they are really striving towards mediocrity. Yeah, that, that would suck. <laughs> I think right now what we're doing is padding the runtime. Yeah. <laughs> Which we don't need to do. <laughs> we're already so long. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. Now enough. for two more anecdotes. <laughs> yeah, I, I did have a story I could share, but uh, I think we can cut it at this point. So. <laughs> yeah, tune in next time for whatever, more bullshit. Yeah. Somebody email us with instructions on how to end a podcast, please. <laughs> I, I think we should just end it in the middle of a sentence, but like something that seems like it's really going to pay off. Yeah, I'm probably going to cut it in the middle of that fucking sentence. <laughs> so, you know, we'll Wait, never know at the end the of what you said. I can start telling the story about how I made my friend realize he'd been doing meth. Granny shifting, not double clutching like you should. You're lucky that 100 shot of Nas didn't blow the welds on the intake. Now me and the mad scientist gotta rip apart the block and replace the piston rings you fried. The free market mythology, it argues that the most ruthless, selfish, opportunistic, greedy, calculating plunderers applying the most heartless measures in cold-blooded pursuit of corporate interests and wealth accumulation will produce the best results for all of us <laughs> through something called the invisible hand. <laughs> My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Over the last century, the U.S. government has done everything in its power to snuff out alternatives to its rule. From roundups to mass arrests of thousands of anarchists, socialists, leftists in the U.S., making it illegal to even be a communist, to carrying out military interventions in over 70 nations just since World War II, causing untold human misery, all in the name of fighting ideas. What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. You can jail a revolutionary, but you can't jail a revolutionary.